Welcome to the Porn Free, Shame Free podcast, produced by Caleb Micah Ministries. We hope God uses this resource to help you pursue freedom found only in Jesus. Well, hello. Um, Welcome once again to the Porn Free, Shame Free podcast. I'm Josh Proctor, um, and just uh, excited to get to be with you today um, as we continue on this journey of talking about what are the things that are inside of our heart that potentially can trip us up and leave us vulnerable um, to sexual sin and you know things like you know pornography and masturbation and, and other aspects of sexual sin and uh, and then obviously then the shame that comes as a result of that. What we really want to do is dive into the heart so we can see what's the root cause of maybe why I'm acting out and so. Um, we've been looking at this BLAST acronym and this idea of feeling bored and lonely and afraid. Um, and today, we're going to look at this idea of anger and stress. So, you know, the whole BLAST, bored, lonely, afraid, angry, um, stress, sad, shame, tired. Today, what we're going to look at um, is just this idea um, of anger and stress and how that can lead us into... Uh, you know, sexual sin struggle, um, pornography struggle, shame struggle, etc. And so, this is very personal for me because of, with my journey um, with pornography and learning how to walk in freedom from that, anger was a huge thing, huge thing. I didn't understand it. What what I had was all this anger inside of my heart, and instead of dealing with that anger. It's almost like what pornography became for me was a pressure valve to release that anger. I was just trying to escape from it and didn't even know it was there. Um, and we'll also look at, at stress today um, as we talk through that in the podcast. As we discuss every time, like porn-free, shame-free, we are faith-based. And we talk about how Jesus is the one that sets us free. And... Uh, so with that in mind, we're, we're going to continue to look at, at Scripture, look at the Bible, the Word of God. And as I've said before, if that's um, not something that you're familiar with, the Bible um, is divided into two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And today we're going to spend um, time in both. But specifically, we're going to start in the New Testament. There's this guy named Paul who uh, um, was not following Jesus, and then in just a radical fashion, God grabbed a hold of his life, and he became a follower of Jesus. And then he wrote a lot of letters um, to Christ's followers, and one of those was to a church um, in the first century. They think you know it was was possibly written to many churches um, in Asia Minor, but the, that book is called Ephesians, um, and it's the letter to the church at Ephesus, and. And they, again, they think it was distributed among many churches in Asia Minor, but specifically we're going to focus on chapter 4. Here's what it talks about in verse 26. It says, In your anger, do not sin. And here's the thing. That was really important for me when I was processing my anger as it related to pornography. Like, I didn't even think I was allowed to be angry. And so to find out that it was okay to wrestle with anger, the issue was not to let the anger take deep-rootedness in my heart and then it turned into sinful, wrong behavior. And so what it talks about in Ephesians chapter 4 is when the sun goes down on your anger, you give the devil an opportunity to wreak havoc into your life. 
and some of the things that can come as a result, if you look at Ephesians 4, 26 and following, is you can have unwholesome talk that comes out of your mouth. You can have um, just issues with where God's spirit is grieved because of how much anger you're carrying. That anger can go from um, you know, just simple anger, frustration, you know, to bitterness, to rage, to hatred, to malice, to slander. And anger is just, I mean, it can just be devastating and debilitating. And so if, if you find yourself with a lot of anger, and that anger leads to a lot of lust as you're trying to escape from it, you say, what's the cure? The cure is forgiveness. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 says this, again, that, that Paul wrote in the New Testament. It says, to be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. And so the key to releasing that anger is to experience Christ's forgiveness first and then give that forgiveness away. And that was huge for me because I was wrapped up in my sin and the lack of freedom I had in it. I was wrapped up, you know, like I said, in this, this lustful sin, pornography, and I was wrapped up in the guilt and the shame of it. I didn't understand the forgiveness that Christ gave. And it wasn't until I received that and really experienced that personally was I able to give that away. And if you look at, you know, verse 32, when it says, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. So I'm going to fly through several parts of Scripture in both the Old Testament and the New Testament real fast to show you the vastness of how forgiven we are. So it says in Psalm chapter 103 in the Old Testament, verse 12, that God takes our sin and casts it as far as the east is from the west. So if I am a follower of Jesus, if I've surrendered my life to Christ, then all that stuff I've done, God separates it as far as the east is from west. East and west can't touch. So it's almost like God takes it and he throws it in this darkness, this abyss, where no one can get to it. Isaiah chapter 38 verse 17 says God takes our sin and he puts them behind his back. Now think about that. I don't know how big the back of God is, but I'm thinking it's pretty massive. If, if God is the one who created everything and holds all things together and sustains just the very breath that we take, then how big is the back of God? I'm thinking if he puts that sin behind his back, we can't get to it. You know, Isaiah 43, verse 25, it says that God erases our sin and that, that he, watch my face, and he doesn't remember it anymore. Like it's like, he's like, what sin? Like, I don't recall it to my memory. I'm this all-knowing God and I don't recall this thing that you did wrong. Micah chapter 7, these are all books in the Old Testament, Psalms, Isaiah, Micah. Micah chapter 7, verse 18 and 19 says that God does not stay angry forever. So yes, there is anger that comes over the sin that we do. But what does he do? He allows us to experience forgiveness. It says that he puts our sin under his foot. Again, how big's the back of God? I don't know, but I bet it's pretty big. I bet we can't get to that sin once it's behind his back. How big is the foot of God? I don't know, but I bet it's pretty big. Um, and that we can't get underneath it to get to that sin. But then ultimately it says that he throws it in the depth of the sea, that he buries it there. When I think buried in the depth of the sea, I think Mariana Trench. Mariana Trench. Like the darkest, deepest you know, part of the ocean 
that we cannot go to. That's what God does and takes with the things that we've done wrong. Um, If you look in the New Testament, things that it says about our sin, it says that God doesn't just forgive us, but 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, another book Paul wrote, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says that God replaces our unrighteousness with the righteousness of Jesus. So he doesn't see our sin. What he sees is how righteous, how good, how perfect Christ was. It goes on in, in the book of Hebrews, another book in the New Testament. It talks about in chapter 10 that we have been declared holy, declared set apart, and that even God has perfected forever. It's not that we're perfect because of what we've done, but God sees us and sees us as perfected because of what Christ did on the cross. When he lived a perfect life and then died a perfect death and his body was bruised and broken and he shed that blood, like that is what enables us to be forgiven. And then he rose on the third day and we can surrender our life to him and receive that free gift of Jesus into our life. And we're completely cleansed and completely forgiven. Guys, who loves like that? Who forgives like that? When I realized that all the pornography that I had consumed for like a decade and a half that had just destroyed my life, almost destroyed my family, almost made it to where I lost my job. I mean, very well could have, but God in His grace did not let me lose that job, did not let me lose my family. When I realized that all that mess I had made, He forgave it. He cleansed it. Who loves like that? Jesus does. And for me to experience that personally is overwhelming. So then when I get angry at these other people who have done me wrong, and guys, that happens in life. I do people wrong, and they need to forgive me, and I need to be able to own that and go to them. People have done me wrong, but what I need to be able to do is forgive them. And how do I do that? I first of all sit down and go, Jesus, show me the amazing forgiveness that you've given for all the things I've done wrong. Not just pornography and sexual sin that I participated in, but God, all the things that I did wrong. Help me see just how complete that forgiveness is. And you know what? I think I'm going to be able to give it away. I'd encourage you on your own to read this passage in the New Testament. It's Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. Matthew's the first book in the New Testament. It's a book about when Jesus lived a life here on earth. And Jesus tells a story about a, a master who forgave a servant, but then a servant who couldn't forgive another servant. And, and it talked about the indebtedness that we had to the master. Guys, do you understand that debt is like, it's infinite. It's like, like it's greater than the national debt in the United States of America. In a lifetime, you could never repay it. And in the story, the master wipes it out. And if I understand that that's how forgiven I am, then God can empower me to give it away, no matter how badly I've been wronged, no matter how badly I've been hurt. And you know what? That's a lot better way to release my anger than to try to escape into pornography and sexual sin, which is just going to lead to more guilt and more shame, which is going to lead me right back to anger. 
Another aspect of things that lead us to pornography, especially here in America, we are a stressed out culture. We're a stressed out mess. And we oftentimes want to escape from that stress. And there's lots of avenues that we could do that with. You know, we could do that with food. We could do that with alcohol. We could do that living vicariously through our children. We could do that with our favorite sports team. We could do that being a shopaholic. We could do that from being a workaholic. And the list could go on and on and on of how we want to release our stress. But one of the ways that we release stress, and a lot of the guys that I've helped release stress, is through acting out in sexual sin, pornography, sexting, other things like that, you know, masturbation, etc. Stress is really not a stress problem. If you look at the kind of the root of stress, okay, stress is a control issue. Like if I'm all worked up and stressed out and struggling, one of the biggest things I need is to go back and go, why am I so stressed? Most of the time it's because I can't control the situation. Well, guys, we really can't control anything anyway. And God wants us to not be stressed and try to control things. God wants us to release that control to Him. When I come to a place and make a faith decision to follow Jesus, that's not a one-time thing. That's an everyday deal where I'm saying, Jesus, I'm trusting you again today. A book in the Old Testament, which is a great book, especially if you want to learn a lot about wisdom that God has to offer, is Proverbs chapter 3. The book of Proverbs, excuse me, is a great book on wisdom. But specifically, right now I'm focusing on Proverbs chapter 3, two verses, verse 5 and 6. And it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Guys, there's a lot of things in my life that have stressed me out. Most of them usually involve my wife or my children, and most of them a lot of times involves health scares that we've had. Like I remember when we had a daughter, she's now seven, but when she was two years old, we had to take her to the ER, and she had thrown up so much in a short amount of time. By the time we got her to the ER, she was throwing up bile. And let me tell you something, when you walk into a children's emergency room at a hospital and you don't wait and they immediately escort you back and you've got 10 medical personnel surrounding your daughter, you know something's wrong. We found out later that she was, um, her eyes were starting to to roll around and potentially could have led to her um, having some seizures. She had this weird disorder um, that by the grace of God we've now been able to take care of that left her vulnerable Um, to low blood sugar when she had stomach viruses. And that was the first one she had when she was two years old. And again, by God's grace, um, God healed her um, through the help of the hospital. But I was stressed out. I mean, so stressed and just wanted to control everything. And I just kept hearing God whisper in my voice, hey, trust me. I mean, not not my voice, in my ear, his voice whispering in my ear, hey, Josh, trust me. And it was really hard to trust him because I was releasing my little girl to him. But see, I couldn't control it. All that was leading to was more stress. The only thing that would give me peace is if I would trust him. If you remember the previous podcast that we did on loneliness and fear, um, which I would highly encourage you to go back and watch or listen to if you've not done that, it talks about When I'm trying to control, it's really because I'm afraid. 
So stress is not a stress problem, it's a control problem. It's not really a control problem, it's an I'm afraid problem. And as we talked about in that last podcast, the greatest thing to deal with that fear, stress, control, is through experiencing God's perfect love. Now see how these two mesh together with anger and stress. If I'm allowing God to remind me of the forgiveness that He's given me, that I'm going to be overwhelmingly feeling like, my gosh, Jesus, you love me. And if I'm recognizing that he's loving me, then I'm prone to trust him more on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment basis. And that's going to cause my stress to dissipate. And in addition, as we talked about with the love and the forgiveness I'm experiencing, that's going to cause my anger to be released as I'm giving forgiveness away. Guys, hear me as loudly as you can. Pornography and other aspects of sexual sin is a lust issue, but it's not only a lust issue. It's a what's going on in my heart. Is it because I'm bored? Is it lonely, that loneliness that I'm battling? And am I really afraid a lot? And am I angry a lot? Am I stressed a lot? And we'll look at the other things that I shared, you know, sadness, shame, tired, in future podcasts. But the, the biggest thing I would ask you to do as you're watching or listening to this is ask God to help you evaluate what's that thing in your heart that causes you to want to run away and escape into things like pornography and other aspects of sexual sin. I'm going to pray over you as we close and that specifically as you're, any moments that you're prone to stress or anger or moments that I'm prone to stress or anger, that God's love and forgiveness would overwhelm me as I'm walking on this journey to walk in the freedom that Christ provides. I am free from pornography and sexual sin as a follower of Jesus. I am free from the guilt and shame that comes. I just have to learn how to walk in what Christ provides. And one of the ways to do that is to rest in His forgiveness and love. Pray with me. Father God, it just is amazing and overwhelming to think about your love and your forgiveness. Just as I'm sitting here, I'm overwhelmed with what you've done for me. God, would that change what I do with my anger and my stress? God, I pray in Jesus' name for those listening, those watching right now, that they would be overwhelmed by your amazing love. They would be overwhelmed by your incredible, immeasurable forgiveness. And that, God, that would cause them to deal with the things in their heart, like unresolved anger, like stress and trying to seize control. God, would you direct us to deal with what's going on in our heart so we can walk in the freedom that you provide? Jesus, thank you for that freedom. And we say all this in your name. Amen. God's blessings to you guys on your journey. (laughs) 